Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I was at a table with referees. This is like a room full of accountants. Spicy! And they asked about Connor Bedard, and they laughed. Remember that night that I yelled at, in the bubble? At Bob. Great call, Bobby! I yelled it at the referee because he called a penalty shot in favor of the Regina Pats. Well, it's an empty arena, so like your voice will just echo and echo and echo. Yeah, they heard you for sure. That was pretty funny. Good call, Bobby! This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Happy, uh, it's Wednesday, right? Yeah, that's what my phone says. Welcome to the RP Show. That's a lovely poppy you got on, Moose. You just pulled that out. It, you weren't wearing that a few minutes ago. No, mine's on my coat. This one came from uh, producer Clark. Come on, where's mine? I like it. And a local artist did this. I noticed we're charity. getting very, very, cool. very funky with the poppies this year in 2021. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, they, nice. I like it, it all means the same thing, of course, honoring the veterans and those that gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom here in the month of November, and we do it every day. Uh, it's going to be fun today. I said to Moose that today's show is going to be a bit of a spit show, so get ready. Get ready. I think you're going to enjoy it because there's breaking news today right out of the gate. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss Sunday's game at Kansas City, according to published reports. NFL Network was first to report the positive test, which neither the team nor Rodgers' agent immediately confirmed. Rodgers, the reigning NFL MVP, is the latest Packers player to test positive. Wide receivers Devontae Adams, a 2020 All-Pro, and Alan Lazard missed last week's victory at Arizona after testing positive. Green Bay's backup quarterback, is 2020 first-round pick Jordan Love, who's thrown seven passes in his career. Interestingly enough, in this Associated Press story, nowhere does it say that Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated, but it took about eh, three milliseconds for Twitter to say, he's unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in Aaron. That's the whole thing. So I learned long ago when I lay down at night to never, ever fret about what we're going to talk about on the show the next day, because you never know. You never know. I know. Yeah, so that's, I'm not even going to allow Aaron Rodgers to hijack the quick six show topics, what we're going to talk about here in the warm-up. God knows we got enough time to get through all of that. Uh, we got two hours here to do sports. This is the warm-up, proudly brought to you by E. Cole Electric. And coming up in the program today, the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rush National Lacrosse League team, Jeff McComb. And I just noticed the other day in my uh, prep that I do that the Rush are holding like three different little mini camps in three different cities. So he's going to explain that to us. I'm excited. The NLL is coming. And Dean Millard, baseball aficionado from the infamous Millard sportscasting family, is going to join us to put a wrap on the World Series. So that's what's going on there. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please? Thank you. 
comments, not even looking at you, so you can continue to write in if you want, but I'm not getting at you, not right now, later. We're going to start with the NHL last night, and then we've got the uh, my first of the year NHL top five, bottom five coming up. And for the CFL fans that are just on the edge of their seats, we're going to play deal or no, don't, no deal here in the uh, first hour. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, okay, NHL on Tuesday night. Sean Couturier broke a scoreless tie early in the third period and caught a hot, made 29 saves, and the Philly Flyers beat the Arizona Coyotes 3-0. Nick Suzuki had a goal and two assists. Jake Allen stopped 22 shots for his second shutout of the season, and Montreal beat three, uh, Detroit 3-0. In Toronto, Austin Matthews scored twice, and Jack Campbell made 26 saves, leading Toronto to its third straight win, 4-0 over Vegas. Let's pause, drop anchor for a second on this game. These aren't my golden nights. I was watching the game at your house, mm-hmm. listening to it on the radio. I'm like, these aren't my golden nights. So I hope they show up soon. Well, we're watching the game, and... You're like, man, the Leafs playing pretty We haven't even seen Toronto's, the Toronto's goalie. goalie. We watched for, for 20 minutes. We were halfway through the second period. Oh, no, we haven't even seen the Leafs goalie. Who's playing goal for the Leafs? I didn't even know because the puck was entirely in gold, the Golden Knights. And that's not my Golden Knights. So let's, let's, let's pick it up, boys, before I got to switch teams because I will. You signing my checks? No. I'll change my loyalty in a hot second. So let's go, Vegas. Let's get with it. Losing in Toronto, not cool. Do you have more? No, that's good. That's... Okay. Hey, the guy's got out of the slump. I'll say that. Matthews with two, Marner with one. At least right. it was good. What are you paying Marner per goal now? $5.6 million per yeah. goal? Okay. Good half, deal there. Half for each assist. <laughs> <laughs> Kirill Kaprizov scored his first goal of the season, 2-0-2 into overtime to lift Minnesota past Ottawa 5-4. Mark Scheifele scored the deciding goal in the shootout in his return from COVID-19 to lead Winnipeg past Dallas 4-3. Troy Terry had two goals and a helper to extend his point streak to nine games. John Gibson made 28 saves, and Anaheim beat New Jersey 4-0. Matt Duchesne scored at 137 of overtime as Nashville snapped Calgary's six-game win streak. Preds win 3-2 at the Saddledome. And uh, JT Miller scored his second goal of the game, 222. Into overtime, and Vancouver rallied to beat New York 3-2. And there was another one in San Jose. Thomas Hurdle had two goals and an assist, and San Jose beat Buffalo 5-3. I was driving home from the hockey game that I broadcast last night at the Mecca, Notre Dame College, listening to the Canucks postgame show. Corey Hirsch is on there. The relief was palpable. Tonight's postgame show brought to you by Tums. How do you spell relief? (laughs) And now Hershey's saying, they might go on to win four of the next five. I'm like, come on, Hershey, who are you trying to? Oh, wait. It's the team broadcast. I mean, last night was interesting, and I was trying to follow them all. So it started with the Leafs and, and Golden Knights with you, and then I went over to the Flames game, which was like straight out of the 80s. Kelly Rudy in that opening period could not hold himself together calling that game. He was like stunned, and he starts laughing during the play because it was breakaway, two-on-one, breakaway, two-on-one, breakaway. And the Flames had so many chances, almost had 20 shots in the first period. UC Saros played well, and the Flames kind of let one go. They should have they put that game away in the first period last night. Wildly entertaining. Then over to the Vancouver game, our graphic designer was in Vancouver at that game. 
it was all over his Instagram, and then Mark Shifley getting it done in, in Winnipeg. So we had them all covered last night. It was uh, quite a night of hockey. Yes, I see. I, I just peeked up at the comments here. I see you guys are all saying good morning to each other, and you got your comments on things, and that's awesome. Thanks for joining us for coffee, but we continue to roll. I will just say this. Uh, I did do that game in Notre Dame last night, and the bus driver, such a great story. John Baker, the bus driver for the Battle for the North Stars. I introduced, I'll never forget introducing him to Nugsy last year. Maybe it was the year before. And Nugsy's like, oh, who is, I don't know this guy. I said, without this guy, the North Stars wouldn't even be here right now. And he's like, really, who is he? I said, he's the bus driver. Where are you guys? <laughs> you guys there paying paying attention back, back there? <laughs> oh, good one, Rod. Thank you. Uh, 1B, point 1B of the Quick 6 show topics here. The first NHL top five, bottom five of the year, as chosen by yours truly right here. Ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the top five teams in the National Hockey League, starting with the best, the 8-0 Carolina Hurricanes and a plus 21 goal di- differential, which also leads the National Hockey League. Hashtag take warning, Carolina is the number one team in the National Hockey League. Number two, the Florida Panthers, who are finding a way to get it done without the second winning assault time coach in NHL history. Number three, the Edmonton Oilers. Does it need to be explained? Enough said. Number four, the St. Louis Blues, who came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like the girl in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> She's in the park cars all the way down. That <laughs> right. guy came out of nowhere. Yeah, that. Effort. I know. I know. And number five. The Calgary Flames, despite losing last night in overtime at home to the Nashville Predators, the Calgary Flames are the fifth hottest team in the National Hockey League. Are we ready for the five junkiest teams? We'll, uh, we'll save the worst for last, okay? You can put them up if you want or don't, whatever. There you go. Bob's your uncle. Number five, the Montreal Canadiens. This was not that hard to figure out. Number four, worst, the Chicago Blackhawks. Number three, sorry to say, this is already getting roasted in Seattle. You're the eighth place team in an eight-team division. What else do you think was going to happen? Seattle's third, last. The LA Kings can't seem to get their act together. They're the second worst team in the National Hockey League right now. And number one, the Arizona Coyotes, who still haven't won and are off to, I believe, their worst start of franchise history. So don't at me. I've had very little argument with this from NHL fans other than some Kraken faithful. There you go. The first NHL top five, bottom five of the, of the year. What do you got? I like it. It's pretty good. Everybody's agreeing with Everybody's me. Everybody's agreeing. Which reminds me, by the way, I got to say this. So John Baker, that bus driver for the Battlefords last night, he's, he goes, it's so nice that you come out here to do these games. Like I'm doing something, bending over backwards to do it. And I'm like, John, I get to see you. I get to see Braden, the coach. I get to see all the Hounds people. It's fr- had a great chat with the Hockey Canada guy last night. Morning, Dallas. I get as much out of it or more than you guys. In tonight's broadcast, I can't wait. It's God's team, the Regina Pats, against the Moose Jaw Warriors. We're calling it. The Warriors have the next Nathan McKinnon on their team. And I just love the game. And I just love broadcasting hockey. And it is by far the sport that I'm most comfortable analyzing and talking about. So, boom, ripped off the curtain. There you go. I love I it. can't wait. Moving on, point two. Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin Chevalday off says he was not aware 
until this year of the severity of the sexual assault allegations made more than a decade ago against a former Chicago Blackhawks assistant coach. I'm not mocking Chevy with the air quotes, by the way. That's what's in the article, okay? Stop. A third-party investigation by an independent law firm found Dayoff was among a group of team leaders who discussed allegations by prospect Kyle Beach against video coach Brad Aldrich on May 23, 2010, in the hours after the team advanced to the Stanley Cup final. Dayoff said the allegations were presented as harassment rather than assault, and he believed processes were in place within the organization to handle the matter. The Jets GM met with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman in New York on Friday to discuss his role in Chicago's mishandling of the allegations and was absolved of any wrongdoing. Dayoff is the only person placed at the May 2010 meeting still employed in the NHL. He said, quote, Tuesday, if there was an understanding there was a sexual assault, I believe it would have been handled much differently. And certainly the Kevin Dayoff that's here today would have handled it. Dayoff was joined by Jets Governor and co-owner Mark Chipman for... Tuesday's news conference at Canada Life Center, Chipman said Dayoff would have acted had he known the seriousness of Beach's allegations. And did you watch the news conference? Mark Chipman broke down in the news conference that he's seen firsthand the effect that sex abuse can have lifelong. I've, I don't think Mark Chipman knows me, even though I've met him multiple times. Lobby of the Milestone Memorial Center. His daughter was playing in the Mandy Schwartz Memorial. At the Humboldt Uniplex, I sat behind him and gave him an autographed book of the SJHL 50-year history. Mark was there, but I don't think that he would know me, and that's fine. He's a busy guy. He knows a lot of people. But from what I hear from my Jets friends that work for the team, he's the real deal. They love working for him. You were privy to some of those conversations. And I don't know where we are on what the Jets said yesterday. They're leaders. I'm okay with it. And from what I understand, everybody seems to be okay with it in Winnipeg. Yeah, I'm, and we're led to believe, you know, Mark Chipman's one of the more influential owners around the National Hockey League, too. Um, and he has good standing and a fair amount of respect. And I think that those things carry a lot of weight. And so you tend to trust those people. Um, I watched it. It's hard for me to, to think that, you know, you, I believe what they say. You know, when you have that kind of trust and the people around you speak so highly of you, it leads me to think good things about you and trust the words that come out of your mouth. There you go. My cousin Christine is watching in North Battle for uh, Medicine Hat. She says, were you ever a hound? Uh, no, ask my brothers about that. I was forbidden by my own family from going to Notre Dame College. Long story, we won't get into it here. Next family reunion, we'll uh, pull up a stump and eat some watermelon and talk about it. We got time for deal or no deal. You want to do that? Let's do it. We're going to play deal or don't. Let me say that again. (laughs) We're (laughs) going to play deal or no deal for week 14 in the Canadian Football League. I give him the games. I give him the odds. And he decides whether he's going to take that deal or not. Presented by BetRegal.net, the exclusive betting partner of the Rod Peterson Show and the Canadian Football League. Friday night, the week begins with a doubleheader, the first of which is the BC Lions at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Hamilton will clinch a playoff berth with a win at Tim Hortons Field. Hamilton favored by 6.5 points. Deal or no deal? No deal. BC took Toronto right to the wire. Toronto's the top team in that division. I think BC will push Hamilton to the wire. I don't don't know if BC wins, but not, not seven points. No deal. No deal. Later that night, it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Edmonton Elks. 
Ryder's going to go elk hunting up there at Commonwealth Stadium. Deal. You didn't even know what the odds are. I don't need the spread. Sask favored by six points. I'll take it. You can put it on the board. Whoa. Saturday, doubleheader again. Toronto at Ottawa. Argos favored by ten and a half at BMO Field. Deal or no deal. That's a toughie. Does Ottawa have a little fight in them? We're going to find out. I think they do. No deal. No deal. Gotcha. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like we should have Jordan out here with a suitcase. I know. In a bikini. (laughs) How about that? Montreal. Montreal at Winnipeg. The second game of a doubleheader. This, to me, is going to be Canada's game of the week, which reminds me, Paul, that, that will, Clark, that will be the poll question. Canada's game of the week. I think this is it. Montreal at Winnipeg. Uh, bombers favored by 12.5 by the betregal.net odds makers. Deal or no deal? Oh, my gosh. Deal. Ding, 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 I'll ding. You think they're going to boat race the Alouettes, eh? 12.5 <laughs> or more. You think you're going to motorboat them? <laughs> yeah, it's a deal. I do. Okay. Take the deal. Deal or no deal presented by betregal.net. And while we have a minute, the Build Your Bank Challenge is on now at betregal.net. Go in and play for free. Sign up for your BetRegal points right now. Just click under Play Free Sportsbook. We can put the links up on the screen here for our streaming viewers. And whoever accumulates the most points at the end of the month, it's not that hard. Well, it's not hard to figure out. It's hard to accumulate points. That's why they call it gambling. We'll win two tickets to the 2021 Grey Cup at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Sign up today and play along with us. We'll be right back with the rest of the quick six. Uh, This is the warm-up. It is a proud presentation of our friends at E. Cole Electric. We'll tell you more about them coming up in the break. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. On this hump day Wednesday, we're only a couple points into the quick six show topics. So we'll just say this is still the warm-up. Brought to you by E-Call Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. I was going to say, where did my E-Call Electric coffee mug go? But it's here. Mm. I'm rotating them with my Bronco plumbing and heating mug that I got from Cam, the big boss over there. Nice. Coffee's tasting delicious. Um... Poll questions up now for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL. BC at Hamilton, Sask at Edmonton, Toronto at Ottawa, Montreal at Winnipeg. I'm trying to find a way to watch as many of these games as I can. We just posted the poll. I don't even think we got many votes yet. The problem with me doing that hockey game last night was there was a lot of coaches watching and they were texting me during the game. Can you come to my city? Can you come to this city? Where do I have time to watch anything on TV? I'm going to start crowdfunding for a helicopter. Can we? Maybe. 
$750,000. Um, I priced it up. Seven, three quarters of a million dollars? Yeah. Will a helicopter get me to the States? Yeah, it might be a little long. Maybe we need a private jet for that, which is exactly. like $750 million. That's a little more, yeah. That's what I thought. The breaking news today, by the way, and I want to read this properly. I've read it once. I'll read it again. It was 20 minutes ago. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss Sunday's game at Kansas City. NFL Network was the first to report it. Neither the team nor Rodgers' agent has immediately confirmed. Has that changed in the last 20 minutes? Can somebody let me know? Rodgers, the reigning NFL MVP, is the latest Packers player to test positive. Wide receivers Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard both missed last week's victory at Arizona with it. Um, were you watching Get Up this morning? Yeah. Uh, they were talking a lot about Aaron Rodgers and nothing about COVID, right? Right. Or, and first take as well. It was all about Aaron Rodgers and how, the, how he may never want to leave Green Bay now because it's going so great. That's what I saw. Did you see that too? Yeah. And now the reason I bring it up is Dean Tix is watching in Green Bay one of our regular viewers down there, and said, so Rodgers is listed as unvaxxed by the NFL. That's why he's out, plus obviously a positive COVID test. He has been following unvaxxed player protocols at Green Bay practice facilities. So Aaron Rodgers saying he's immunized with semantics for the media. Earl Rodgers, or sorry, Earl James writes in and says, Aaron Rodgers is such a troll, and for what? Um, Sidney Crosby, I see from the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Calgary. Uh, he writes in and says, Sid Crosby has COVID, as per Coach Mike Sullivan, as reported by several media sources. Uh, do we want to talk about this? Because I, quite frankly, don't. Director Jordan has chimed in. He just looks like he went on Kijiji. Says you can get a Gulfstream G550 private jet for about 20 mil. So. How about that? It's a little more. U- U.S. dollar. That's a little more palatable than 750. But you don't know what kind of jet I want. Maybe I want the 750. Maybe you don't want to use one. Yeah. Come on. Darren watching in Salt Lake City, Utah, says Aaron Rodgers not getting vaccinated and being less than forthright about it is not surprising at all. I'm just so over it. Um, and I'm not even through the show topics yet. So can you just, would you mind relating the story that you and some of our staff are talking about, about the, what was on the news, the homeless people and vaccination? People are doing that. It was in the Listen news. to this, people. It was in the if news. If you haven't heard this. You know, have you ever been to a restaurant and they check your vaccine and they just like, boop, boop, you're good? Uh, pretty much every time. Right. They don't check to make sure it's you. Well, apparently that's happening when you're actually giving the vaccine. There's been a rising number of people that are high paying other people. Now, some people have said homeless people or whoever, but they're paying people to go get the vaccine for them. So here's my ID. Here's my health card. Go get the vaccine. Tell them it was me. It'll go on my profile and I don't need to get it. And so now they're trying to crack down on that and making sure that they're verifying IDs a little bit more thoroughly. But that's happening right now. Well, as you know, I'm a jerk and have been accused of that by many. I was at a food court, and I'm not going to say where. I was with you. No, you weren't. It was a different one. You weren't with me. (laughs) But I told you about this. Okay. 
Ding, ding, ding. I went to the KFC, and it was amazing. But you weren't there. Okay. You're thinking Saskatoon. And I think I'm thinking of a different. It was out of the province. There was a guy. No, and the reason I say that was the food court was all roped off, and you couldn't get inside the food court unless you showed proof of vaccination and ID. So I'm carrying my tray with my three-piece meal, fries and gravy. And the guy's like, I, I can't let you in here without proof of vaccination and ID. I said, okay, no problem. I showed him a picture of my vaccination thing. I go, here you go, dude. And I went to pull up my driver's license, and I said, what's my name? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't look. No, wow, he looked. He did glanced at it. I said, hey, I'm just joshing you, man. I'm just busting your balls. I really don't care. And he's like, oh, I, I know, I know. So the point, and that's why I don't want to get him in trouble, nor the city, because we've been in a lot of cities here. That's right. But kind of gives you an indication they're not really looking. So sorry to interrupt. No. So back to your story about the homeless people. So they're, that's, that's what they're doing now. They're, you're, it's like getting somebody to write your test for you. Here, take my ID. Go write the exam, right? They're getting people to uh, get the vaccines for them, and it's becoming a problem. So they're trying to crack down on that, but... Uh, it's just wild. Giving your ID to homeless people so they go get vaccinated so it looks like you got vaccinated and... Shows up on your record, on your QR code. Eesh. I know. What a world. I said earlier that this show was going to be a spit show today and it's kind of turning into that. And I'm here for it. Nah. <laughs> Brian Dodge watching in Dodge City. See what he says? Mm-hmm. We know it wasn't Florida. No, Brian, because you wouldn't know that COVID's even a thing. Like, I get these notifications from USA Today and various American news sources. They're never about COVID. My American friends are like, you're still doing what up there? And I said, uh, that's not. I, I'll, I'll just see you soon. And thanks for watching, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, where's the comment about Henry Ruggs? Yeah, there's a couple. This from Jason in Red Deer regarding the Vegas Raiders uh, receiver who was nailed for DUI. He says, uh, Jason, it says, I'm also seeing reports that Henry Ruggs III doing 150 miles an hour moments before the crash that killed one in Las Vegas. Such a sad story. So many people's lives affected by one stupid choice. All I'll say about that was I was watching Sports Center this morning in the brief amount of time that I had, and I turned and looked at the TV. I'm like, it's like law and order. Yeah. They had the Blackhawks thing. Now the Penguins thing. And Bill Guerin's in trouble. I'm sure you saw that. And then now Henry Ruggs III. I'm like, this is literally law and order or cops. Can we just get to sports? Um... And then people are here, they're calling Aaron Rodgers an idiot. Back on track from sports fan Ian watching, and he writes this on Twitter regarding Canada's game of the week. He says, Montreal versus Winnipeg is the game of the week because it's a preview of a very, of a very likely Grey Cup matchup. A close runner-up is BC versus Hamilton with Hamilton looking to lock up a playoff spot with a winner tie. Moose over here thought I was trolling when I said Winnipeg-Montreal is Canada's game of the week. No, I really believe it. I really believe that's the game you're going to want to watch. 
and that is uh, Saturday night. Are we on the air Saturday night? I don't know. One day at a time. We are not. One day at a time, as the bracelet says. But I just had one of these junior coaches like, can you come down this weekend to our game? I don't know, man. I got a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, watching says, let's talk about something sports related. New York Jets quarterback Mike White named AFC Offensive Player of the Week after throwing for 405 yards and three touchdowns in the win over the Bengals. Who had that on the bingo card? Nobody. Nobody. An original draft choice of the Dallas Cowboys. Which reminds me, getting back on track here, let's talk World Series for a moment. The Atlanta Braves have won their first World Series since 1995, hammering the Houston Astros 7-0 in Game 6. Jorge Sauler hit his third home run of the series, and Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson also connected. Steadied by 66-year-old manager Brian Snitker, an organizational man for decades, the underdog Braves won the franchise's fourth title. Congratulations, Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Uh, in that Sports Illustrated that you bought me about betting, yeah. there was an article in there about Snitker. Did you read it? No. It's unbelievable. This guy was living in a van down by the river with his wife and two kids to feed his baseball habit. Wow. Which was coaching single A ball. It's like 40 years ago. This guy's paid his dues and now he's a World Series champion. So it's a hell of a story. And everybody's happy that the Astros lost. But I feel like you had something to say about the World Series. Sorry for cutting you. No, it's just it's good to see Atlanta win. I think a lot of people are happy about that. Um Alex Anthopoulos comes to mind, right? Um, long time with the Jays. Really built those really good Jays teams. I think was a, a big part of that. And, and uh, happy to see him win in Atlanta. And I know the uh, Atlanta Braves fans are pretty happy. There's a lot of players on there that, uh, that could have left, could have asked for trades. Good players. Um, Freddie, one of them. And they went through a lot of lean years since 95. And uh, they're on top again. So good for them. Well, I don't know. I still have not quite figured out how people do it, although I'm seeing it in social media. People have diff- a couple of screens up, right? They got their laptop going here. They got their game, their other game going here on the TV. I just can't do it. I can only do one thing at a time. And a lot of studies say that no men can do more than one thing at a time, that our male brain doesn't work that way. But what I can only speak for myself. Women, they say, can do more than one thing at a time. I believe it. seems it. like they can. But... As I'm driving out to Notre Dame last night, I got to make a choice between Vegas, Toronto, or the World Series Game 6. What do you think I'm picking? Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph. Yes. So can somebody please, how do you listen to two radio stations at once? You can't. Can't. So I'm kind of in a glass case of emotion here trying to figure out how you people follow more games, more than one game at once. Now, having saying that, Last night in the press box, the video guy was right beside me, and he's got on the laptop the World Series, and he's videoing the hockey game. So he clearly could do it. So I don't know how you do it. I watched two and a half periods of the Leaf game. Then I flipped over to the the Flames game and watched a good chunk of the first half of that one. Then I flipped over to the Canucks game and watched a little bit of that one. But at no point were two games on at the same time. Now I followed the World Series on my phone, in the score app, 
checking in, seeing what pitch counts were, that kind of stuff. But at no point was I watching two things at the same time because you end up following nothing. You have to be all consumed on one thing. To I really... think what we should do, and we're going to break here, is Jeff McComb logged in? You... Okay, this was actually Darren's idea just only a week or two ago, doing a featured game of the night. The game that I'm watching and the game that you're watching. It's not necessarily always the same game. Last right. night it was, yeah. which I guess I'm buying lunch at Ballers today That's right. with that NHL scout. But it's the one game. I can only concentrate on one game at a time. Maybe in a doubleheader I can do that. But you get to miss stuff. You, yeah. I don't know how they do it. Um, we'll be back and we'll talk some NLL. I'm excited about that. We got a sports update coming up and we'll see you moose an hour too. Okay. Sounds good. You're watching the RP show on the game plus television network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming for now. It's our last week on Facebook and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Producer Clark telling me that we're having a connection issue with the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rush, Jeff McComb. And uh, we may get it next hour or next segment, maybe next hour. But that's fine because I got a lot to say. I haven't even looked at the text line. And by the way, if you have this text line number written down somewhere, as I said, put it on your coffee table, put it on your fridge. After this week, you can throw that out because we have a brand new number. And I'll get to it next week when we're using it. But anyways, from the uh, Dan in the Peg, which is coming from a 403 number, but whatever. He says, hey, just saying good to hear you talk about the CFL. Yes, you are totally correct. Do you know that your show has created a new word for the dictionary? How about that? Cool. Thanks. From Dan and the Peg. Is that the phrase? How about that? I feel we did create something there. It's a hashtag. From Randy in the Peg from the 204. Very proud of Mark Chipman with his emotional interview. He's the real deal. As for Bettman and Chevy and Fair, they all have to go. One man's opinion, Randy from the peg. I've given mine on Chevy and Quinvel for that matter and everybody else. You can keep giving your opinion. I'm just done giving mine. From the 639, Swanee writes in. He says, loving the show, boys. Moose should flip the bill on getting Rod a proper stand for his laptop instead of a Rubbermaid container. Or did Rod blow the budget down in Florida? Swanee, clearly you weren't listening. What you have, sorry, what you need and what you want are two different things. I don't need a laptop stand. I have one. It's a golf ball bucket. You do you. He goes on to say, Oilers D-Zone better shape up and better quit relying on the Koskinen or Smith. Too many high-quality scoring chances against. That's from Swanee. Oh, I agree. Uh, Last night, it's why I enjoy doing these hockey games so much because I'm doing color in the SJ. And last night, the Hounds gave up a bad goal, but they went down and scored right after. And uh, the play-by-play guy, Nugs, he's like, well, unless it's okay to give up a bad goal if you can go back and score it. I said, 
How about never letting in bad goals? How about never allowing yourself to be scored on easily? It's so hard to score a goal in hockey. I don't care the level. It does. When you allow easy ones, it's just back-breaking and deflating for everybody. And Swanee clearly gets it with the orders. Let's not rely on Miko Kostadin, who's letting in backhands from Jaden Schwartz from 25 feet out. Don't get me triggered. We'll save the uh, sports update. <clears throat> the CFL players of the month are out. Odell Beckham Jr. missed practice today in Cleveland, and Aaron Rodgers is ruled out. He's going into COVID protocol. It's been a big Wednesday in sports already. Anyways, we're pleased to welcome the new head coach of the Saskatchewan Rush, Jeff McComb, as the Rush gets ready to open training camp this weekend. And wherever he is, it looks sunny and beautiful. How are you doing, Coach McComb? Where are you joining us from today? Uh, joining you from my house in Pickering, just outside Toronto. And it is a nice day today. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Well, I got the email from the Rush that you guys have a media availability coming up this Friday morning ahead of training camp. And can you please, let's go through this, starting at the beginning, Coach. How about the fact that it's your first year as the rush coach? Let's start there. And Derek Keenan remains the general manager. Congratulations, by the way. How excited are you about that opportunity? Well, it's been a while. I, it was named in August 2020 and then a year. So I think I'm the first guy ever to go zero and zero in my first year. So um, excited to finally get started with it. Yeah, no. Well, can you just tell the folks... A little bit of your history. You're not new to the rush. For the fans, uh, they would recognize you from the bench. Just talk about your career for a second and what led you to this point. Yeah, I think um, this is my 14th year in the NLL, and I've been with Derek pretty much all of those years at Portland, Anaheim, uh, Edmonton, and then Saskatchewan. And I believe this is my ninth year in Saskatchewan. So i uh, been with the organization for a long time, been there for all three championships, and look forward to just kind of continuing what with what we've been doing prior to uh, Derek and I kind of changing roles. Well, and I should mention to the viewers, because there's a lot of new NLL fans that watch, uh, that Derek Keenan, the cousin of Mike Keenan, is a living Hall of Famer. And when we had him on announcing that he was stepping down, he just said, uh, it was time. It was time. So this was it, has it been a seamless transition, Jeff, for both of you? Uh, definitely. I think we sat down in between kind of summer lacrosse and the NLL stuff. I think we've done 17 lacrosse seasons together. So, you know, from a philosophy standpoint, from a communication standpoint, we're pretty much on the same page. There'll be some adjustments in terms of, you know, what's his role versus what's my role when he's been running both. But for the on-floor stuff, the bench stuff, like, I don't think there'll be much of a, a change. It'll be a pretty seamless transition in that sense. From the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Calgary, Ryan uh, or uh, Jason says, I can't wait to hit up my first NLL game this season in Calgary. Well, Jason, they can't wait to have you. And that's why we do these interviews, to get some hype going. So now we're taking it in order here to this weekend start a training camp. So you've got bits and pieces training camp, Jeff, from what I read. Tell me about it, please. Yep, this weekend we're in Saskatoon. So uh, one practice Friday night and then a couple Saturday inter- team building and medicals and uh, media availability, that kind of stuff. Uh, following weekend, we're in Toronto for a couple exhibition games and some practices. Uh, week off, and then the week, I think, of the November 26th, we're back in Saskatoon. And then we open in Halifax on December 4th. 
Is this um, pretty standard for how training camps go for you guys? Is it, or has this been COVID affected? I mean, you know, I've been a rush season ticket holder for a few years now, but I don't know everything there is to know about the NLL. Is this how you guys do it every year? Yeah, pretty much. Since, you know, we have guys flying in from Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary. So we tend to meet, whether it's in Saskatoon. Usually we've done an exhibition kind of session in Toronto the last couple of times we've had camp. And sometimes we've been in Vancouver, but generally that's, Three or four weekends, a um, couple exhibition games, and then you get, and then you go. So I don't need to get too deep into the battles, but we had Jeff Shatler sitting in this chair here uh, last week, and he is a little nervous. He says he's gotten a little older, hasn't played in two years. He's worried about his place on the team. That's Jeff, as you know. He's going to come in there snorting fire. Uh, how competitive do you expect this training camp will be? How many spots are open? Uh, it- you know, I think speaking to Jeff in particular, I think Jeff has a spot on our club. He's a veteran, you know. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be with us. You know, his role might change a little bit, but he's certainly going to be with us. Uh, we have a, a, a ton of new guys. We've got 16 guys that haven't been in our organization before coming to camp and about 14, 15 that have been here before, uh, bringing 31 guys to camp. And there's going to be competition all over the roster for spots. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, will anybody notice a difference in the rush in terms of style of play from Derek Keenan to you? No, I don't think so. We're still going to be defense first, high pressure, turn people over, you know, get the ball up the floor. Offensively, I think we'll look a lot the same. That was kind of my role before. Jimmy Quinlan, a great guy who's been with us before. So there's continuity with the coaching staff, and I don't think our vision or our philosophy is going to change much. Well, to be honest with you, I think there's five NLL teams in Canada, up to 14 in the league in all, and there's still a lot of people I hear that say, uh, haven't been to a rush game yet, haven't been to an LLL game yet. So it shocks me a little bit because the second I went, I was hooked, Jeff. But what would be your best advertisement for people watching right now that have the opportunity to buy tickets and go, haven't yet, why should they? Well, I think uh, the experience, and I think you're like a lot of people, Rod, like once we get them in the building, they come back because they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea it was this good, this fast, this physical. It's a game that's a combination of basketball and hockey uh, sports that most of the Canadian fans are familiar with. And it's kind of those on, you know, steroids, beefed up and with the experience of the music. And it's it's a party and the, we have the best athletes in the world playing. And uh, every night you're going to see something different and something spectacular. No doubt. And the home opener is December 11th. I hope that we can talk to you uh, ahead of that as well. Jeff, thanks for the time. It's our first chat. I, I appreciate it uh, today and uh, good luck in this new role. Thank you so much. Great being here. Looking forward to it. The head coach of the Saskatchewan Rush, Jeff McComb. And here's our challenge to all NLL teams. From San Diego to Halifax and Vancouver to Georgia. Let's get your people on the air, too, and let's promote this great league. I love it so much. Sports update coming up and viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Finish your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson.
Welcome back, everybody. It is the portion of the show we call Viewer Takeover, and I'm going to do a sports update as well. I do like to acknowledge our viewers from time to time. Sewell's checking in from the International Airport. He is the trainer of the Cougar men's hockey team, the record-setting Cougar men's hockey team, I might add. Thanks, Sewell's. Glad to have you aboard. Allie writes in. She says, morning, RP show from downtown Edmonton. Hoping for more Riders and Elks fans to be at the Elks' last home game this Friday. We bought our tickets. Yes, the orders are playing too, but I'll check the score on my app. Go Riders, RP Show. We appreciate your CFL chats. I saw CTV Edmonton putting a poll on Twitter last night around supper time. Are you going to be going to the game Friday night, Sask Edmonton? Uh, it was not positive, the response that I saw. It has something to do with the fact Edmonton's on the cusp of going winless at home all year. Who does that? Lots of breaking news this morning. Out of the CFL, defensive lineman David Menard of the Montreal Alouettes, quarterbacks Zach Caleros of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and Jeremiah Holy Moly Mazzoli of the Hamilton Tiger Cats were named CFL Players of the Month for October. Menard had six sacks, nine tackles, and two fumbles in five games as Montreal went 4-1. and one. Caleros led Winnipeg to a perfect 4-0 mark, and he completed 72.1% of his passes in the month. And Masoli led Hamilton to a 2-2 record, and the club is a win away from clinching a playoff spot in the month. He went three straight games, passing over 300 yards. From the National Football League, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss Sunday's game at Kansas City. According to published reports, NFL Network was the first to report it. There is a very tangled web that's unraveling here that we'll get into next hour with Moose. There's questions coming in. Hang on. Brown star receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was excused from practice this morning, a day after his father caused a stir by sharing a video of quarterback Baker Mayfield not throwing passes to his son. On the team's pre-practice injury report, Beckham's excuse is listed as shoulder slash non-injury related personal matter. One minute, one minute remaining in hour one. The Atlanta Braves had a losing record as late as August, Tuesday night. They were crowned World Series champions. Max Freed threw six dominant innings and a signature pitching performance, and the Braves beat Houston 7-0 to win the World Series in six games. Atlanta's Canadian GM, Alex Anthopoulos, was not present for the big win after testing positive for COVID-19. We'll talk about the orders and the Preds. We'll talk about the Raps and the Wizards, all coming up in Hour 2. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room and Red Bull Canada. Hour 2 coming up after this break on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.